Coming up today on the Locked On Hornets podcast, there's another head coaching candidate with some experience. How might he do with the Charlotte Hornets? We'll also continue our player capsules talking about the center position, and then we'll look at LaMelo Ball's new shoe. Is it something that you should put on your feet? We'll talk about all of that today on the Locked On Hornets podcast. Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, cause we live. We live. It's a Hive Live edition of the Lockdown Hornets pod. We're part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Thanks for making us your first listen. We're free and available on all platforms. That includes YouTube, by the way. You can follow us on Twitter at Walker Mail, at Doug Branson, LOH, and the show handle on Twitter at Lockdown Hornets. David joining us as he does every Friday. Follow him on Twitter at David B. Walker. David, how are you doing amidst some of this new Hornets news that we have coming about? Oh, yeah, great, man. Anytime we can get some new nuggets, you know, some just some new, it's been, it's taken a while. Juicy tidbits. We still, there's a lot, yeah, there's a lot of pieces still to land, right? So, I mean, man. Juicy Jake tidbits. This Jake (laughs) Fisher, he's the guy. Jake, my boy, he is really (laughs) dropping some nuggets. He's turned into. We're going to aggregate this again, Jake. I'm sorry. We are going to aggregate your tweets, your content. That's what we do. We're going to talk about the coaching candidates. He's, so, I mean, he's Hornets Woj right now, just dropping all the bombs. He is. Jake Fisher, he has the tweet coming out, uh, I believe, earlier today, maybe yesterday. But Jake put out there that the Charlotte Hornets are starting to conclude the first round of their coaching interviews, and a new name has been on the list, Frank Vogel. They concluded an interview with him. Now, this is somebody we talked about at the beginning of this process as a potential candidate, but he was never linked to the Charlotte Hornets. We had already gotten some names, some of the assistants we've talked about, Mike D'Antoni. You know, we've gone through that quite a bit. But Frank Vogel, we might have talked about him at the beginning, but now it looks like there's some, at least some legit um, interest going around him with the Charlotte Hornets. Coach the Lakers to a championship. Obviously, LeBron James, Anthony Davis on that roster, so that's going to help out quite a bit. Did it in a bubble season. I think his most impressive work is with the Indiana Pacers when he was taking LeBron James to a Game 7, getting to the Eastern Conference Finals a couple of times. Had a really nice year in his first full season with Indiana. So has that experience with a small market team. So good stuff there from Frank Vogel. Is he interesting enough uh, to you, David? We'll start with you to where um, you might welcome that type of hire. Yeah, I think so. I mean, there's so much stink on that Lakers team. And, and you know, he's obviously going to take the brunt of that, as is any head coach in the LeBron James hemisphere, right? I mean, he's going to get a lot of the blame coming out of that. So uh, he, he's a name and uh, he does have a track record to your point. So he checks some of those boxes. I mean, I think I would be fine with it. I, I think there may be a little less enthusiasm around that just because of, you know, the past couple of years with Vogel, but, but to your point, I mean, I'm with you on the Indiana stuff. I mean, that was impressive small market team, right. Uh, he's done it there and has some, has a track record in the NBA. So that's clearly, it feels like they're, they're, they're going, you know, they're, they're looking for someone with some experience or, a, a fast up and comer, uh, it feels like. But yeah, I mean, a new name thrown into that mix there uh, from Jake. And the other thing in that Walker that he mentioned is they're flying, like they're traveling to meet these guys, right? Yeah. They're they're done with Zoom. They're ready to get out and start shaking hands <laughs> and hugging again. So, uh, you know, to me, you guys brought up this point that, that says that they're taking this pretty seriously as they should, and they may be willing to pony up 
to hire this next coach and, and entice some of these guys that may be like, ah, Charlotte, I don't know if I want to go down there and take a shot there. They, they may be willing to make this a, a lucrative seat for whoever fills it next. Do you think that they refer to Jordan's like, or the, the organization's private plane as Air Jordan? They have it seems to. like the easy or easy Air Force twenty three, perhaps. Yeah, I mean Air Force One. I guess that's not his brand, but still, there are so many things that would fit well. Now maybe MJ they just the couldn't plane. figure out the Zoom. Maybe I mean because Zoom does give people problems, and they're like, "Screw this." Let's, well, if that just, fell on Cupcheck, if plane. that fell on Cupcheck, I believe that. Doug, can we get <laughs> can we get an imitation of Mitch Cupcheck trying to make Zoom work from you? Is that something we can get, or are you going to deny the people? Is, that? Um, is my camera on? Is everyone? <laughs> can anyone? Can everyone hear me? Um, hello that's 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 a good no i appreciate that that's exactly what i hoped for when i asked for that i love mitch that that imitation comes from my love for him and what he has done for this team in terms of the nba draft if it is hilarious how mitch would be the guy that doesn't like zoom he it doesn't matter if you're across the country he wants to fly and give you that good old handshake to show you what he's all about that's how Mitch Kupchak uh, works. What do you think Um, about Frank Vogel, Doug? Is he towards the top end or bottom end of coaching candidates we've heard from? I feel like we forgot about him. We forgot about Frank. I mean, he was, Mm -hmm. he was one of the first names linked to this job. And then we moved on to greener Mike D'Antoni pastures, Darvin (laughs) ham pastures. And we forgot about old Frankie on the list. I mean, we talked to Tony East of the locked on Pacers podcast, Dig back into the archives to check that out about Frank Vogel's tenure in uh, Indiana. And and a lot of things that Tony said made sense to me. Like he had a good relationship with Paul George. He was able to foster that sort of budding superstar relationship without a lot of drama. Um, he's a guy that's going to lean a lot on veterans. You know, I mean, that that's not going to change, you know, from Borrego. So if you if you really want you know, young players to play early. I don't think that's Frank Vogel's style. He will come in here and institute a defense. I think the big question is, you know, do they have the personnel? To, can they deliver Frank Vogel the personnel to execute the defense that he wants? It's sort of the opposite question with Mike D'Antoni. Can they deliver the offensive personnel to fit what Mike D'Antoni wants to do with Vogel? It's all about defense. Um, you know, I would he 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 checks a lot of the boxes for me, so it wouldn't be a totally it wouldn't be my number one, but I wouldn't be disappointed with that hire either. I, I feel the same way. Frank Vogel had a really good defensive roster in Indiana. Remember, they had George Hill, long, really good defensive-minded point guard. Paul George, one of the better defenders in the NBA. Certainly at that time, he was amazing. They had Roy Hibbert in the era of when the big man was still at least dominant in the NBA and the drop coverage. And Roy Hibbert was really good at that. And I, you know, we've had this from Rudy Gobert, but you know, clearly Roy Hibbert got played out of the league in like just two years worth of time. But when he had that center, they were causing the Miami heat, all sorts of problems. And so that roster was put in place, but Vogel also did a really good job with that roster. They made sure they funneled everything to Roy Hibbert. If you could get past some of the really good perimeter defenders that they had. My thing is Frank Vogel has always had he likes the drop coverage thing. And if you don't have that center that fits that bill, then is he going to be the guy that can continue this defensive prowess as a head coach? So this is going to fall on the GM to make sure he gets the right pieces in place. And that's going to be true regardless of what any coach they bring in. I do think though, if you want to maximize the skill set of what Frank Vogel can bring as head coach, then that's the thing you have to fix. It's, it's almost a pair. All right. If Vogel comes in then we have to find and invest pretty heavily in a center that can protect the rim. 
Guess guess and, what uh, guess what Frank Vogel did twice in his NBA career. Guess what he did? He got to the what conference finals, and more than that, he did that more, I believe, than than twice. 5-0, 50 wins. He did it with the Lakers <laughs> in 2020, <laughs> that championship season. He did it in 2014 uh, with the Indiana Pacers. They were 56 and 26 that season. Yowza. Um, uh, and he's won 49 playoff games as a head coach uh, and lost 39. So he has a winning record in the playoffs as a head coach. 11 years in the league, winning record overall as a head coach. You know, I don't, I think you'd have to really, you'd have to show your biases, biases or dig really deep to figure out a reason to be super disappointed with a hire like Frank Vogel. Yeah. I mean, you can't, maybe you think it's boring and I understand that, yeah. you know, that that's fine, but you, you can't hate it. I just don't know if you would hate a hiring like Frank Vogel. What's well, a you know serious what's boring? You know, it's boring too. consistently winning, not that's getting super boring. 50 wins <laughs> consistently winning is super boring and I want it. It is. Um, all right, let's try to move on. Let's let's answer maybe a couple questions. Do we have any Frank Vogel comments coming in on the chat, Doug, before we move on? A uh, really important question here from Book's Best Friend says, Doug, with a fire fit as always. Uh, oh, sorry, that's not a question, but, um, oh. you know, it is an answer. Can an answer, he see you? Can he see you? Because I can't see you. Hopefully he can see you. I know. I know. I've got the virtual camera off. Okay. I can start it. I, I'm testing hey, some things here to try to improve these connections. There you, there you go. Yeah, okay. I got the LaMelo shirt on. You You get it. Okay. Um, Danny on the chat says Puma is fumbling the bag. Uh, the last Easy, two Danny. shoe releases have been a nightmare. No, no. Danny's previewing <laughs> Come what's on, coming Danny. up in the third set. Well, he saw the title because in the title it says LaMelo's new shoe. So I'm just telling everyone yeah. coming up, I'm t doing a little tease here to the third segment. We're going to be talking about this new shoe. I know David has a lot of uh, opinions. Uh, let's see. Magic and Bird for new trophies. Would MJ ever get a trophy? Okay. Have you seen these uh, new trophies that the uh, NBA has released, plus conference finals trophies? I, Any I thoughts on seen those? The well, yeah, they, they basically just kind of put like a net outline on the championship trophy, mm -hmm. and then they made the base uh, just, a, just a circle, right? And they just make a couple of minor adjustments to some of these trophies. Yeah, there's. I didn't realize there was a lot of trophy police out there. A lot of a lot of feedback on these trophies. I mean, I guess. Well, really it's a fun. feedback. I mean, there's a lots of lots of feedback on everything. Oh I mean, sure, 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 sure. Well, so so I'm good with them. Magic and Bird. That's fine. Right? Magic I mean, and Bird are named. That that's what the conference final yeah. MVP trophies are named after. Right. Michael, okay. uh, Magic Johnson and Larry Bird. So what would the He's MJ trophy best. be for? Well, I mean, maybe finals MVP, you know, if you, you just, if you go all the way. Well, there. yeah. Well, is that Bill six Russell? Six for six, right? Is yeah. Well, Bill that's Russell? Bill. And I don't, you can't take that from Bill Russell if I'm not. So I, I don't know the titles there, but that's so MJ, tough. I don't know what it would be. It, the, the Larry and Magic thing makes sense because they are credited with saving the NBA, right? You had that rivalry coming up from college. And then in the eighties, people weren't paying attention to it. You had East Coast, West Coast, Boston, L.A. saving the NBA. It was awesome. And so I, I can totally understand that. that. In fact, I, I really like this idea, to, mm -hmm. to be fair, with, with uh, what the association did. But I don't Ooh, know. And did you MVP? see this? Did you see this? The yeah. NBA Conference Championship trophies are now named after Oscar Robertson and Bob Cousy. Mad Dog. Love Mad Dog <laughs> is in heaven right now. Yes! Finally! <laughs> finally. Playing against what J.J. Reddick called firemen and plumbers back in the NBA during the 50s. <laughs> Just Eastern Conference champion plumbers. I love Some all-time shade. All right, let's move on to the next segment. Coming up next on the Locked On Hornets podcast. Pumped
We'll continue our player capsules talking about the centers, Mason Plumley, Montrez Harrell providing some things really after the trade deadline. And then the rookie centers, the second year guys, lots to talk about and also not so much to talk about on the court as far as it took place. We'll get to that in just a moment, but let's get to built bar before then imagine dipping your finger into that plastic tub of birthday cake frosting and then opening your eyes and realizing only 150 calories, 16 grams of protein. That's it. That's what it's like to eat a built bar. You can put them in your kids' backpacks. You can put them in yours for the summertime. They're really easy that you can eat on the go. And they're energy bars that are healthy for you. So they don't have a ton of calories. They're high in protein. They're low in sugar. They're also low in carbs. So they're good for you. And they taste so good as well. Go to built.com, use promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. Again, you can use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. And we'll talk about the centers coming up next on the Locked On Hornets podcast. You are listening to the Locked On Hornets podcast. And Doug, don't you have an Eldon Campbell like stuffed animal type thing? Yes, I do. I got it at the last regular season home game that they had before they left for New Orleans. I, look, I love me some Eldon Campbell, but is that, is they, that the they were just they were clearing everything out of the house because it was whatever they gave to the fans that night. They didn't have to take with them to New Orleans. Get more Hornets analysis on LockedOnHornets.com. All right, it's time to talk about the position that was most criticized and the one we all knew was going to be the most criticized coming into this season. And that's what makes it all the more frustrating. We go back to that day of the NBA draft where the Charlotte Hornets make a trade for Mason Plumlee. And we thought the Hornets were making a trade for what was going to be their backup center, that they were going to completely refresh that position. And Mason was going to be the backup would come in, maybe give you, I don't know, 10, 15 minutes per game, just come in and give the big guy, the number one arrest. And you get the 37th overall pick because of it. JT Thor. That's great. That's awesome. Except he became the starter. And for half of the season, you didn't have anybody else that you trusted. James Borrego, after trying Vernon Carey last year and then pulling him after five minutes of starting these games multiple times, he tried Nick Richards out this year. Never worked. Just uh, there was there's some Nick Richards love defensively, maybe had some moments. But overall, James Borrego wasn't feeling it, fell out of the rotation pretty quickly. They trade for Montrez Harrell and offensively, man, so much fun developed a great PNR game with LaMelo ball caught the basketball for one, but also would just slam it like hell played hard, had that physical attitude, got some texts, which, you know, at some points aren't great, but at other points you feel energized. It feels like this guy cared and he developed a really nice chemistry with LaMelo. And so that's basically all you got from the center position defensively. Still, it was a, not a good strong point for this team. Kai Jones, James Booknight played the least amount of any rookie in the top 11 in, in the top 20 as well. Kai Jones actually played less than James Booknight. So complete project didn't get much from him. They trade Vernon Carey to get Montrez Harrell. And that sums up your center position. We don't know if Montrez is going to be on this team next year. Don't know if Mason Plumley is going to be on this team next year. Don't really know if Kai Jones is going to be a contributor next year. The center position goes into a consecutive season where we have so many questions and just not many answers. 
And that's terrifying. I mean, it really is when you look all the way around going back to a whole year, like you said, Walker, but I think we should remember that, you know, they moved off of uh, Cody Zeller, which at the time, I mean, some people weren't sure about that. That was clearly the right decision because, you know, at least Mason Plumlee's out there playing, right. At least he gives you some energy uh, and not to take shots at Cody, but you know, the first thing he did when he got to Portland was he, he broke his face. I mean, I, you know, yeah, like his it was body just is given up on him yeah. and it's, and it has for a little while. Yeah. 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 So they had to make a move. Uh, we kept waiting for them to do something else that would put Plumley in the backup spot and it just never <laughs> came. Uh, you know, they, they, they took these two lottery tickets basically on, on, on the young guys tried to fit them in there, did it again with a Kai Jones. Uh, so yeah, I mean, the, that's top of mind right now. The, there's a lot of things for this team to figure out, but they have got to figure out that gaping hole in the, middle is it to the draft again i mean there's certainly some choices you guys have talked about it with your mock draft did they take another double shot at, at two young centers this year I, I don't know if they miss out on a gobert sweepstakes maybe but my goodness uh yeah it's a lot to figure out that's the biggest hole in this roster right now you know that's got other holes but I, so short you know who knows uh, doug you have any answers because i don't know what they're going to do there I don't have any answers because they have a lot of options right now. I think it's it's this is why I say it's one of the most important off seasons in Charlotte Hornets history. I will say this: I, I gave some love to my guy Mitch Kupchak in the first segment, but I I clarified it. I said for his for his decisions in the NBA draft because I lay the failure of the center position squarely at the feet of Mitch Kupchak for not delivering this team a center that they needed because I I don't want to critique Mason Plumlee too hard because I think he's a solid option at center. I think he's a great backup center. I think he could even be a solid starting center for a team that has any kind of perimeter defense that you don't have to like, you know, so depend on interior defense to staunch the bleeding. But that was not this team. Mason Plumlee was not the starting center answer for this team. And they decided to go into this season without an NBA, an NBA level big rotation. It wasn't just about Mason, by yeah. the way. I mean, the fact that you had to depend on Nick Richards for serious minutes, Nick Richards wasn't ready to go. Uh, and, and again, he has flashes. He has he had moments this season where I'm like, wow, Nick Richards, he's got some stuff. But he didn't have enough to really anchor this team at the center position. And so, yeah, I, I thought this was malpractice. I thought it it had ripple effects on this team that ultimately led to their ouster in the play-in game. They should not have gotten blown out, um, but I didn't really give them much of a chance in the play-in tournament because of decisions that were not made and were made at the beginning of this season at the center position. So my critique is harsh for the front office, and I think – you know, I have my critiques of James Borrego, but I also think he paid a price for some of those decisions as well with his job. Yeah, I, yeah, I think – go ahead, David. I, I think it cost him games too, guys. I mean, you look oh, at the no number doubt. of games. I'm no doubt it cost him games. And then in turn, you know how it goes. Cost him games, cost him playoff position, cost him, uh, you know, a postseason berth perhaps because there were games where they just couldn't get a rebound. Couldn't get a defensive rebound, couldn't get a stop, couldn't finish out of possession. Uh, and not all of that is all on the center position. But my goodness, they got beat up so much down low. That's why I was hopeful that Montrez could come in there and at least, you know, knock some guys around, provided nothing else on defense. I mean, that was kind of a known going in, it did give us some energy. But at the end of the day, you know, how much difference did that make? I don't know. That was a, a bit of a swing for the fence. Um, and so, you know, it's interesting. Like we talk about Mitch, if he, we don't know what's going to happen, right, guys? If he does not come back, he would have gone this whole time 
without making like a, a big trade of the, of the trade deadline, without making an incision big move, which would seem odd to me, not to move all on Mitch, but yeah, I mean, the center position kind of lies at his feet right now. Yeah. And it's probably by design in his head. You know, th- this is, I think, calculated, not necessarily where he wants the Hornets to lose games, but mm. he doesn't deem it good enough to pay the price that it was going to take to get some of these other centers, you know, like Rashawn Holmes, this past free agency, that was the guy everybody was clamoring for, including myself. And then we saw Sacramento pay what they did. It seemed a little on the low end for what everybody was predicting. And we have our palms up in the air saying, what the hell, Mitch, why, why aren't you going after this guy? Even if that contract might look bad on the back end, it would really help the Charlotte Hornets team. And instead they go after Kelly Oubre and look, so you don't have the, <laughs> well, and you don't have the nuclear Kelly Oubre games here to be, to be fair. Like, I mean, he helped you win, you know, when yeah. he had those 10 three pointer performances, but you certainly would have had something a lot more consistent with a Rashawn Holmes or any center that they would go after. I'm interested in the draft because it, it's been interesting to see how they've operated at the center spot through the selection process. So they draft Vernon Carey, who is a more refined player coming out of college, really gifted offensively, just a technician down low, but doesn't have the athleticism, doesn't have the defensive prowess, isn't going to be your rim protector. Then they also, they actually trade up to get Nick Richards to maybe be that guy. And so they take a couple of stabs in the second round. In the first round, this past draft, they trade up for Kai Jones, who was always going to be an unbelievable project, like even for project standards, we knew Kai Jones wasn't going to help at all this year. He he's close to seven feet. He can jump out of the gym, run like a deer, has some shooting touch and that's it. And so you take a chance on that guy. And I, I wonder now if you just have to go ahead and get the first round center that can play in spots his rookie year that hopefully can develop. Can you find that happy medium? And that's something they just haven't taken care of. You know, they might've done that in the LaMelo ball draft, but LaMelo ball's there. So yeah. you're not going to, James Wiseman's taken before LaMelo. You're not going to take in Yeka Kongwu at that point because it's LaMelo. So they're all right. We're, we're going to have to stay away from the center position again. I, this is the year to me. I, I know you have some younger projects, but now you have to go ahead and take your Mark Williams. If you like Walker Kessler, fine. If you think Christian Coloco is that guy, then fine. Jalen Duran. There are some names here that make sense. And now's the time to take one of them. And you got to take your shot, right? I mean, they're going to be working with those two picks. I know you guys went through the mock draft. Great, great mock draft this week, by the way, or the locked on uh, draft. Uh, <laughs> if they like that guy, if they have a guy and he's there, mm-hmm. they have to go ahead and, and, and snatch him up. I don't think they can play games. Um, risk, you know, losing a spot or whatever. And we'll see how, we'll see how this picks shake out. But you're right, Walker. Uh, that's got to be their focus. It almost feels like like if they luck out, right, and move up <laughs> and, like, have to take a look at a non-center player, it could just, you know, m- play with their mind and mess, mess them up a little bit. So, I don't know. We'll see how that shakes out. But uh, it feels like this is the year that a lot of things would work in their favor, just being, like, a perfect fit for whether it's, you know, a Gabert or a Mark Williams mm-hmm. or, or a Kessler or whomever, like whoever they like, uh, it's, it's, it's right there for the taking. Yeah. I mean, I, I, this might end up being a cold take, but I just don't think that like Mark Williams or Walker Kessler are going going to come in and be, be the immediate starter and be the answer. I mean, I think they have to look in, in free agency and see, or trades mm-hmm. and see what they can do because the clock is ticking. I mean, that's, you know, my biggest issue with 
this center position this year is I felt like it was waste. It was a waste of time. This season was a little bit of a waste of time. We got improvements from certain players, but as a team, it was a waste of time. And that time is Lamelo's time. His time to stay in Charlotte and to convince Lamelo. I mean, this was the the most high profile critique of this team uh, from Lamelo came at the center position in in that slam article. And so we I think you have to take that into account. You have to answer that definitively. I don't think Mark Williams is a definitive answer. I don't think Walker Kessler is a definitive answer at the center position. You have to find someone who can catch the basketball and also defend at the rim. There has to be player there have to be players out there uh that fit that bill. Um they swap they essentially swap huh? <laughs> somebody somebody finds them. They're on other yeah, teams. Yeah, no, exactly. I mean, the teams all over the place are fine. The teams mm-hmm. in the playoffs right now have players like that all over the place. I mean, they are out there for the taking if the Hornets are ready to get serious about doing this. Yeah, and so, uh, you know, like an Isaiah Hartenstein, if you want to pay him less money, a uh, Mitchell Robinson, I know that's been a popular name out there. Maybe he's somebody that can come in and help you. But you mentioned, you know, two names on very different ends of the spectrum, David, like a Rudy Gobert or a Mark Williams, right? Which I think are both possibilities but two very right. you know Rudy Gobert's making $40 million a year a and Mark Williams is not going to be making anywhere close to that but also could be a steal by his second year uh in the NBA and certainly on a rookie contract and that would also free up somebody else that we're not talking about because we've already done their player capsule but one that would be just as you know just as you know apparent here in the center position it's PJ Washington you know they played him so many minutes at the five and he was good but you just can't rely you can't put him there all the time PJ Washington is a great small ball center I love him in that spot not 100% of the time let's put him there I don't know 30 40 give you the death lineup but really just rely on a defensive anchor for the most part and then when you have a small ball and a traditional lineup that, I mean, that's fantastic. And that's what I've talked about quite a bit. I I would love for the Charlotte Hornets to be able to handle whatever you throw at them. Oh, you want to go small? We'll put PJ out there, still shoot threes and defend the rim. You want to go traditional? That's fine. We finally have somebody that can take the beating as a 6'10", 6'11", rim protector, you know, throw it at us. We're ready for it. And that's something they haven't been ready for um, the past few seasons. All right, Doug, what kind of comments do we have on the chat talking about the center position or anything else that you find interesting? Well, listen, a lot of people out here wanting to trade uh, everybody, but miles and LaMelo completely start over, go scorched earth. Uh, A lot of, Mm. a lot of comments have suggestions around that. Um, Not a ton of questions. If you do have questions, you can drop them in. I'm trying to keep up with them all. Um, uh, Matt knows nothing says, am I too late? Nope. You're never too late for a little hive live action. <laughs> you're just fine. <laughs> uh, T O O two says use the mellow ball to hire a good coach on a long-term contract. That's the most important free agency move is that coaching position. Uh, let's see miles bridges to golden state for Andrew Wiggins. Whoa, hmm. whoa, whoa. What do you think about whoa. that? I, I really, really dislike I would that. Prefer All of that <laughs> not to yeah. happen. Yeah. Really, really hate that be honest with you sorry uh all right um (laughs) yaka purtle great trade options then elevate kai to back up yes yes yeah and and that was an option maybe we haven't talked about that in recent memory but that was the that was the trade proposal for a while it was pj and was it two first it was something ridiculous to the point where we all Mm -hmm. hey i like yaka purtle you can't have all that 
and hopefully those talks didn't go too far. But yeah, Jakob Pertl would be really interesting to try to bring in here as a trade option. Well, we had a chat one time that suggested Carl Anthony Towns, and I think we poo-pooed it at the time. But uh, you know, given how things shook out uh, for their playoff run, maybe maybe that's a call you make to see if they'll you know look at uh, changing things up there if they want to get full Anthony Edwards. But they got to figure something out. Yeah, and I I did not poo-poo it because I don't want Cat, right? No, no, no. Like, I just I, didn't think they right, would do it, which right. I think they may, you know, think differently about it uh, yeah. at some point. All right. You done scrolling, Doug? Uh, one more. I've got one more from, uh, oh, I just had a trash play 69. Nice. I want to experience Ted Coach, but I'm happy with the coaching candidates we got. They're all serious winners, which I'm happy mm-hmm. about. At least we don't look like the clown show that was Sacramento's head coaching search. Yeah. Mike Brown, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Brutal. He's going to blow it. He's going to blow it. Uh, that's going to be <laughs> well, so brutal. That, that, that is the thing that this is a serious search. Uh, I think it works in their favor that it, it doesn't appear to be a lot of landing spots right now. Right. Like they're, they're talking with these guys, but it's like the Lakers and the Kings are off the board. Uh, thank goodness. And so they took somebody with them. Uh, but I think you got to like that. They're taking this seriously, obviously. Hopefully, they will pony up to make a difference on the bench. Um, yeah, absolutely. And this, I think this is the second search in a row, you know, even four years ago. I liked the names that Mitch Kupchak brought in, and ultimately, they decided James Borrego. I like the names that they're bringing in here. You know, I, I think it is, it, it's been a good process the last two times. Eventually, it didn't work out with Borrego, but I forget. I think he was like the fifth longest mm-hmm. tenured coach in the NBA when he was fired, which it, it goes to show you all of these teams get it wrong. If you don't have Eric Spolstra <laughs> right. and Greg Popovich, then you get it wrong. And the Charlotte Hornets were just the most recent example of that. They decided to move on, but I do like the process they're going through right now. All right. Coming up next on the locked on Hornets podcast, a part podcast network. We're going to talk a little more about LaMelo balls, new shoe. Danny on the chat was trying to, Tease that a little bit. We'll talk about that with our shoe correspondent, David Walker, coming up next on Locked On Hornets. Our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all of the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including this year's basketball playoffs, Major League Baseball scores, fights, and even next season's NFL futures. The read has changed. It's right this time. NFL futures, not NLF. Bet online is your continued source for all your sport wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action. Bet online where the game starts. We'll talk about LaMelo Ball shoes coming up next on Locked On Hornets. This is Locked On Hornets. Mitch Kupchak has outright told us that they probably got a little ahead of themselves with this playoff mandated season. In that interview that he had with Sam Farber, he's like, you know, we probably were a little too froggy at the beginning and we felt really good. That's fine. Did he say froggy? Did he, did he really drop froggy. a froggy? I said froggy. I was All right. I, he didn't say that quote unquote. But I have to I have to imagine he was feeling that in his soul. <laughs> I was I would be I would be really surprised if Mitch Kupchak mm-hmm. threw in a froggy. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. Not as many topics texted to us today from David Walker, but one was included, one that you might expect from David, and that is LaMelo's new shoe. Stealing something from Wes Bryant. We need to have him on. It's been, uh, I think, over a month now. He's had enough of a break. We need to have him on soon enough. But fire or fizzle. Doug, I don't know if you want to put that shoe up on the shared screen or, David, if you want to try to intro this. 
how the process is going to play out. You're going to have to find out now, but David, just based off what you've seen, there you go. There's the there shoe. What do you think? Fire or fizzle? Well, all right. First thing to remember guys, when we get these leaks of shoes is you got to see, you know, you got to see all the colorways. You got to see all the options that it comes out with. Cause first picks can be jarring. And I do think, you think this, this is the, the main this color. Is, is there a, such a thing as a main colorway? Well, I mean, look at, he went through, gosh, I mean, five, at least I want to say this past Let's describe season. this shoe for the listener. Let's it describe looks this like, shoe. it looks like flames, right? I mean, it looks like there's some sort of uh hot rod flame coming out of the bottom of this. That was it's a red, red and white of. shoe, red and white shoe, maybe some black trim at the yeah, end yeah, of yeah. the flames uh-huh. on a couple yeah, of them, but those now, are the only Doug, colors. I don't know if you can see another uh, color where they actually put in there. It was like a black and orange version. That looked like a little hot wheels action. There we oh, okay, go. There we go. Now that is something <laughs> I can't get on board else. with that. Yeah. So you can see, you remember uh, on the other ones, there's, uh, we don't have the story behind this. We don't know anything. These are just the first picks. Um, they take they've got a lot of the elements that we saw in that first version the shape is very similar they've got the lamello branding they got his logo on there these are something else guys uh you know i, I think you you, you don't want to overcommit to it it's definitely different which i think they're going for um i like the red and white colorways I, okay. I think I think they're good. I like the back where it showed Lamelo's logo. Yep. I like the yep. you know not that you're seeing the bottom of the shoes constantly, but I think those kind of look cool. Yeah, the back of those shoes. I'm fine with the white red colorway with a little of black in there. The black, orange, and red definitely not a fan. But <laughs> I'm also not a huge fan of black shoes anyway. Like just predominantly, I like black trim a lot. But those I can't get on board with the first colorway we showed. I feel like I'd wear those, especially on the court. And I actually like how they've incorporated the Puma logo. Yeah, me too. You see it's right there. They've kind of trying to, uh, you know, mix that in, hide it in with the rest of the design. It's just a lot going on with the rest of the whatever that is. I don't know. It looks like flames to me. Well, so, I mean, I will say this. I'm sorry, but that would make more sense, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's part of the most logo. What are you got the about? wings, the, 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 whatever those fingers are, <laughs> whatever is going back <laughs> to the back of the shoe. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. I think those are definitely wings, yeah, right, but yeah, the side, go. the side pattern to me are that those are flames. Right. <laughs> so I, mean, I think Lamello's logo is wings. Yeah. Yeah. But so just first glance as a, as a, just somebody that's looking at these with fresh eyes, they look like flames, but then the other side mm-hmm. with the rare word, which is his like brand, oh, you know, rare. Oh, I didn't even see yeah. that. Good oh, call, wow, you did. Good call. So that's what I said in the text chat. I said he's really forcing the rare word uh-huh, in uh-huh. there. And I didn't feel like it was it was like we've got to put rare in there, but we have to make it also look like the wings or the flame pattern. Like they don't the patterns don't look similar to me it's all very it's all very odd it's very different and i appreciate that about Lamelo, both on the court and off the court um i don't know that i would buy either of these colorways i did buy a pair of the mb1s and i'll tell you this though one of the most comfortable sneakers i've ever Mm -hmm. worn i'm wearing Mm -hmm. them right now in fact and because they just feel great on my foot so if they come out with another colorway that's really stanging then I I could get on board maybe with a purple and teal version of these. 
um, even though I have some issues, just because they are a super comfy shoe. And, and yeah, that's a predominantly like the OG colorway for that shoe is is kind of predominantly black. And I, I like that shoe. I thought that was good. Well, so Guys, before be- before we move on, can we do a little fire and fizzle? Each of us, you want to you yeah. want to th- throw some sound effects onto this thing? Do a little let, fire fizzle? Yeah, let's save David for last because his opinion is the end all be all on shoes. That's a, just that's just okay. the power that we have to give up. That's just how it is. I'll go first on this, and so you ready? You got the sound ready, Doug? I do. I okay, do. I'm ready to go. I, I'm ready. If we're gonna go with the red and white colorway, the more I look at it, the more I like it. Straight fire. Oh, upset. Okay. Straight fire. Absolutely. I like that first colorway. The second one, that's fizzle. I'm not taking that one, but I really like that first colorway. So yeah, yeah give me that. I'm down with it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> there's, there's no fence riding on this. It's either fire or fizzle. Sure. And so I would say that I'm more on the fire end than the fizzle. I'm going to say, and because they're, I think they're flames and not wings. It's a literal fire on the shoe. I'm going to go for my man, Wes fire. (laughs) Let's go. Oh man. (laughs) Oh man. That's right. Uh, David, you're, you're now you can't break a tie. I I should probably should have just for show construction and say, Gone fizzle there, so you could have broken the tie, but I'm honest. I'm truthful to the listeners out but, there. But his opinion is probably worth two. Counts for three, so yeah, you we'll can still break the tie because yours counts for three votes. You know what? I'm going a little outside the box on this one because I actually like the burnt orange and black version. Whoa, I don't know why. Wheels. No. I don't Whoa. know why. I like the toe box on it. It's got a shiny metallic feel to it. I don't it, know what that means. <laughs> I was grabbing I was just going to go toe box. For some reason, I was gravitating towards that one, and that one looks like actual fire. So we're going straight fire on this one, dude. Okay. So it's wow. across the board, straight fire. I don't know if I saw that coming. Dude. I don't know if I saw that coming. The Nets are playing the ball. His fingers. I'm speechless. Let's see if I can go to. I'll go to YouTube and see if I can get some. Uh, and that's some opinions also, on this. also also also. Uh, I'm I'm holding out for more colorways, and I've got faith that once the mellow puts them on. Right. A lot of his flair, you know, is going to translate into those shoes. It's going to make them look cool. Uh, so we'll see what else they come out with. But uh, rave reviews for the first one, like Doug, everybody likes that first one. You got to keep seeing the rest of how that shoe kind of uh, grows on you. We so, did, we, I, I, you're right. We did not talk about that shoe like it was going to be across the board straight fire. But lo and behold, no, I'm shocked. Actually, lo and behold, shocked, no, I, I didn't see that coming. But like I said, I really do like those first shoes that we saw. I, I'm actually a pretty big fan. Are we getting more fire or fizzles in the chat? And what else is in there, Doug? Before we I'm end today? seeing just, you know, cursory glance. I'm scrolling. I'm scrolling. I'm seeing a lot of fire emojis. Whoa. Tyler saying a fire. The more I look at it, the more I like yes, it. That, it's, it's a grower. It's a grower. Uh, and I think LaMelo is nice. you know the kids right it's it's not a, yeah never mind go ahead <laughs> <laughs> it's a grower hey it's, it grows on yeah. you it grows yeah. on you yeah. um Sorry. uh but lamel is a young guy and the, and the kids i think are going to gravitate towards this right he did the rick and morty shoe version of his last one uh, the wild colors were popping on that version so I, I think this one could be popular with the younger kids too the uh, Tyler is saying the black end trim looks like a slight BBB nod. Honestly, uh, that's funny, oh, Tyler, man. that you chat that that's because great. when I first saw the shoe, 
I thought it was BBB. Mm -hmm. And then I had, it's like one of those, you remember those things we saw as kids mm -hmm. where you had to like cross your eyes to see a dolphin coming the out optical of the page illusions. or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So I like crossed my eyes and I'm like, nope, that's not BBB. That's rare. Um, but I think the fact that David didn't notice it either, I think I, to me that signals that they may have slightly missed with that whole, the, the whole function of that. Yeah. I kind of like, like the Easter eggs though. You know, yeah. one that you got to look for. I, I was a fan of that aspect of it. Yeah, yeah me too. I, I, I'm a fan, but I just, I, I'm a fan of the idea of it. I, I think the, I'm not a big fan of the execution. Of you want it. higher That's, visibility is what you want. I want a better visibility. I want a less awkward visibility. Like mm -hmm. it just looks like it's just sort of wrenched him in, in there. Yeah. 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 We'll see. Um, all right. You want to end with some questions? Or are we pretty much done? You want to scroll one last time before we end today? Book's best friend, who's my best friend, because he says all my fits are fire, says we're not looking for average centers. We're looking for centers who play a role and let the rest of the team play. Um, a lot of people talking about this kid that's coming out in two years, Victor Wabanyama. Yeah. 7-3 center, has the handles, looking like uh, the next KD. Uh, but the Hornets aren't going to be... Well, I don't know. I mean, you know, they've years. gotten lucky in the lottery before and they've been, I think one has to, until they prove otherwise, one has to assume the Hornets will find themselves in the lottery next season until they prove us all wrong. Um, so the Hornets might have some <laughs> odds, but I don't think those odds will be very uh, good that they'll end up in the first overall position to get that player who, I mean, it just seems like consensus yeah. number one at this point. Um yeah, we'll see. Hopefully they're not getting, I mean, I'd like the number one pick. Also, that means they probably did not have a good record. Any play place. before we go, any, I'm, I'm just, I'm actually curious if you have any playoffs thoughts, any NBA playoffs thoughts Ooh, from seeing I like this. Yeah. We got, we got, we got um, Dallas and Phoenix going to a game seven. Yeah. By the way, I want to shout out Bismack Biombo giving some awesome. great reserve minutes to Speaking Phoenix. Played a long time, uh, twice for Charlotte, uh, was always a, a uh, great guy to interview and, um, you know, gave them some fantastic reserve minutes at times as well. And then I don't know if, if you guys know this or if anyone in the chat knows this, but um, his father passed away from COVID very recently. He took some time away from basketball and now he is coming back and uh, he is playing, uh, trying to get the Phoenix Suns into the Western Conference Finals. So shouts to Biz. Yeah, I mean, we have a whole, uh, we have a bump dedicated to Biz McBiombo's philanthropy. And when we talk, you know, when you said take <laughs> that do. LeBron. Yeah, so Biz <laughs> is an all-time good guy. And yeah. he was on ESPN Radio actually talking about this in the middle of the season with Freddie and Fitzsimmons. You know, he talked about the passing of his father and how he needed to take that time to himself and did not have a good year with the Charlotte Hornets this past season. It's also really hard when the defense around you isn't good, but Bismack Biombo comes back, plays with Chris Paul, goes in an excellent situation, and an all-time good guy giving you good minutes as a reserve. Great to see. So really cool to see Bismack Biombo playing out there. And he's Phoenix. what the third? I mean, he's their third center, right? Yeah, like they've got three of. Like, see, it can be done. Like, you can you can have <laughs> centers out there that actually give you with Biz. Apparently, minutes. it can be done, and, right? Yeah. Uh, that's my favorite series, though, guys. I mean, obviously, Game Seven, uh, the Luca, the back and forth between him and the chippiness and all that stuff. Like, uh, I, I love that one. I, I wish it was on earlier than ten o'clock every night. That's mm. uh, annoying, uh, but uh, also. I said this at the end of the season. They've got to figure out these freaking replays and the reviews and whatever's going Never. on with the shots Never. to the head. I mean, 
Holy Lord. Uh, but yeah, I mean, what, what have you guys been watching the playoffs? You've been enjoying. I got a couple. I, I got a couple you have, rapid you have a baby. So I got a couple rapid. I do have a baby, so I've been able to catch some games, some highlights. But I got a couple rapid fire thoughts. Uh, I love uh, James Harden uh, taking on the Ben Simmons role of getting thrown under the bus by Philadelphia 76ers players. Jeez. It's like clockwork. It's my favorite tradition of the year. Somebody from Philadelphia throwing another player under the bus after they lose in the playoffs. I'll say this. I can't wait for Charlotte to get into a position where, where LaMelo can throw someone under the bus. Like, I can't wait. Uh, that's a sign that you're actually achieving something. I mean, it's not a championship, but it's something. So I can't wait for that to happen. My other, my other fire thought is that Devin Snooker is really just, I mean, he's having a series. He's having a snooker of a series. He's out here talking (laughs) trash, but he only talks when they win. Dallas has noticed it. Shout out to Reggie Bullock. Go, Mm -hmm. uh, go, heels, go. He's having a hell of a series. Played 40 minutes in that last game, and he said that they did it because Devin Booker is talking so much junk. Go out there, Reggie. Show Devin Snooker what's what. All right, I have three three things wrapping up fire to one we have to talk about drew holiday's ending of that game oh, against boston oh i mean is that not the most insane oh, sequence of plays defensively out. i mean just marcus smart completely destroyed him marcus defensive smart, player of the year uh, yeah smart. and just taking his cookies on two different occasions i mean it's insane i drew holiday that's some of the more insane things i've ever seen one two I hate to see Joel Embiid go out like this. I hate it. I wanted Joel Embiid to have his Giannis moment where Giannis had to overcome a lot of the reputation, the storyline, can't get past this certain round because of his limitations as a player. Joel Embiid, I thought, maybe not with James Harden, but could have taken over, but has his face broken, also is dealing with some other things. And then, you know, they get beat by the Miami Heat. I just want Joel Embiid to move on and actually have a potential championship moment in his career before it's all said and done. Finally, I do want to say this Mm. Um, bold take Philadelphia is going to get desperate. I don't know what they're going to do with James Harden because you can't get that guy to Charlotte and beat to Charlotte. No, not in bead. Embiid, hold on. I know you guys are excited. Hold on one second. <laughs> I, I predict that it is going to be a report, maybe from Jake Fisher. Maybe it's going to be a juicy Jake tidbit. I will say that there's going to be a proposed fake trade involving Gordon Hayward and James Harden this offseason with some sweeteners thrown in there. Oh That's going to happen. I, the Philadelphia's going to be desperate. That's going to happen. I think so. Wow. So anyways, wow. there you go. Well, let's, we'll let's tease that take. to the next. We'll save that for next week. James Harden <laughs> in Charlotte. You heard it here, folks. Yes. We'll tease it next week. We'll talk about the implications of a Gordon Hayward, James Harden swap. What would that mean for the Charlotte Hornets next season? Hell of a tease. Please don't aggregate this. That is my only request. All right. Thanks for making us your first listen every day. Now make your second listen locked on NBA from the first jump ball of the play in tournament to the last possession of the finals locked on experts. Take you deep inside the playoffs with insight and analysis affecting all 30 teams. That's David Walker joining us every single hive live fun Friday. That's Doug Branson. He has a baby, but it doesn't stop him from putting on a great hive live production. Thanks to you guys for joining us at the end of the week. Have a great weekend and we'll be back with you on Monday.